Super Talk Mississippi media production. If you're feeling anxious about your investments with all the economic volatility and chaos in Washington, tune in to Super Talk Jackson on Wednesdays from 9 to 10 a.m. and Sundays from 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. for Element Wealth Radio with Jeremy Nelson. Learn more at myelementwealth.com. Welcome in, everybody, on this Wednesday to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky, and we got some stuff to talk about. Ole Miss has formally announced that Kermit Davis will return as the head basketball coach. Not entirely surprising. It's really not entirely surprising, and and I don't necessarily know if it's the right or wrong decision. I don't know if, I guess it is my job to make those opinions and send them to you, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because the decision has been made. I have questions, though, about the statement that they released. I'll read it to you in its entirety. Kermit Davis will return for next season. I'll add some context as well, because there are some things that that I have heard that did not make it into this release that I think are very important for you guys to hear, uh, which might make you feel a little bit better uh, about what was in this release as opposed to what was actually in it. So I'll add some context for you as well. And then real quick uh, about the baseball game, uh, Ole Miss loses to Selah last night offensively. The last two games now, they've been pretty poor. And one of the things in the early season that I talked about here that I got a little bit of pushback on was their uh, ability to play defense. I questioned whether or not this was a good defensive team, and I was worried about that. And if they didn't fix it, it was going to be a problem. And they have yet to fix it. They, They are not right now a good defensive baseball team. And conference play starts literally tomorrow. So uh, we'll talk about that game briefly. I mean, it's a midweek game. Southeastern Louisiana is not a particularly good baseball team, but they also have a win over Arkansas this year. Um, It's concerning, though, you get three hit uh, with this offense, with or without Kevin Graham or, or Calvin Harris. It doesn't matter to me. When you get three hit with this offense, something's up. And it's two games in a row now where they've struggled and uh, three errors. I mean, they, they are a bad defensive baseball team right now. It's something that I was worried about. Conference play starts tomorrow, and they have not fixed it. Uh, if they don't change, it will cost them games. We'll get to all of that right here on the podcast. Don't forget, though, before we get started into all that, to follow me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, Just search my name, Michael Borky, B-O-R-K-E-Y. Follow me, find me there, and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. I know a good bit of you uh, listen in browser, at least that's what the analytics tell me. Uh, So wherever you get your podcasts, find this. Wherever you get your podcasts, just search Rebel Report and subscribe to the podcast there. Leave a rating and a review if you like what you hear. And let's get started. So Ole Miss releases does a release about retaining Kermit Davis. I am led to believe that uh, this decision uh, was not... Okay, how can I word this? I don't think that this was always going to be the decision. I think the alternative was absolutely considered, for whatever that may be worth. But this is the decision that was made. News broke, if you will, yesterday. You know, we talked about it actually on the radio show on Monday where, I mean, we knew he was coming back on Monday, for whatever that's worth. But today, you get the formal, official release from the school. It's kind of wordy. I'm going to read it all to you, because I think it's important that you hear every word. 
there, there's nothing that they could have said in a statement that would have really changed anybody's mind. And so in fairness to, to Keith Carter and whoever actually wrote this statement, because I think that's below his pay grade, th- there's not a whole lot you could have done that would have curried favor. I mean, people have their minds made up. Most people aren't even going to read the thing. Uh, but there's a couple things in here that that I think is just somebody in the room should have not let at least one paragraph get printed. So I'm going to read the whole thing to you. Uh, here it is. As Ole Miss is 2021-20, and I'm only reading the whole thing so you can get the entire context of what this is. As the Ole Miss 2021 and 2022 men's basketball campaign comes to a close, the program's leadership is already shifting its focus to next season and beyond. The Rebels finished the slate with a 13-19 and record, making just their third losing season in the last 16 years. Here's a quote from Keith Carter. Coach Davis and I had a productive discussion this week, and while our team faced some unforeseen circumstances, we are both disappointed by the season's results. Kermit has enjoyed tremendous success throughout his career and understands what it takes to win at a high level. He has presented to me a plan to regain the momentum that took our program to the NCAA tournament just a few years ago. Additionally, we are committed to providing him support and resources in order to make changes necessary to compete for championships. We believe in Kermit's vision for Ole Miss basketball and look forward to seeing it translate to NCAA tournament success. All right, so that was Keith Carter. Let me pause there for... One second. You guys have probably heard this one way or another by now, but that was sugarcoating what the conversations were. For whatever it's worth to you, based on what I've heard, that is sugarcoating those conversations some. They were pretty direct. And it's, as I understand it, the staff is well aware that it's, basically make the NCAA tournament or lose your job, no excuses. Now, I guess there's a scenario in which every player in the starting lineup gets hurt for the season and you make you have perspective there. But point being, it has been made aware to them that you will make the tournament or you will not have a job next year. And even things like not just that you don't win, it's how you don't win. And like offensive philosophy and style also was addressed. So, you know, maybe maybe that's not true. Maybe that's not how it went. For whatever it's worth to you, based on what I'm hearing from a couple of different people, this statement is sugarcoating how those conversations went. They were a lot more direct a lot more productive than, oh, this is a great vision and we love you and all this stuff. That it was pretty direct. You're going to make the tournament or else you're you're going to be looking for jobs. This is unacceptable and the product is not good right now. Like, as I understand it, it was laid out pretty clearly that it, that it is not a rosy, it was not a rosy discussion like this press release leads you to believe that it was pretty direct. And and that's a good thing. That's how it should be. That's what I'm hearing for what it's worth. Here's Kermit Davis's quote. Our players and staff are looking straight ahead with great enthusiasm to get Ole Miss basketball back to NCAA tournaments in our third postseason in five years. Pause. They need to stop calling the NIT the postseason. Stop. 
it would not be your third postseason in five years. It would be your second. Nobody gives a crap about the NIT. Anyway, continue. Quote, this past season was one of the most uniquely challenging years pertaining to injuries I've ever endured as a head coach. We have a great nucleus coming back with four of our top five scorers returning and getting Deshaun, Robert, and Jarkel 100% healthy for the 2022-23 season. We will have a top 25 recruiting class with four high school players that will immediately impact our program, and we will attack the portal as aggressively as any team in America. I believe that in our process, or I believe in our process, excuse me, but I'm not satisfied with our progress. And I assure you that we will not be satisfied until we achieve what we have set out to do, win NCAA tournament games. Um, there has got to be some roster attrition that was not mentioned here uh, for them to be aggressive in the transfer portal. That's just the truth. Uh, there has to be roster attrition that was not mentioned here, understandably so. And, and also signing a four-player recruiting class in hindsight was probably a mistake because those guys in all likelihood, will not be instant impact players right away. They could be, I suppose. It's likely that they won't because, as you guys know, true freshmen usually don't work out right away when you're recruiting even a good class, the kind of players that Ole Miss has to sign. This isn't Kentucky. This isn't Duke. You know, you don't have a lottery pick coming in. It usually takes a little bit of time for them to get ready. Maybe signing four wasn't the best idea. But the... If they're going to, quote, be aggressive in the transfer portal, this, that's something that was not mentioned here. And I understand why not. I'm not criticizing that part. But that was something that is not mentioned here. There has to be roster attrition because if all of those guys come back, paired with the recruiting class, there's really not that many spots for transfer. So roster attrition has to happen. And they didn't mention it here. All right. Continuing on, this is now not a quote from anybody. This was just written into this release, okay? And here's the issue. Uh, I'll read it to you, actually, and I'll stop at where I think the problems are. In his first season in 2018-19, Davis led the Rebels to their first NCAA tournament berth since 2015, following one of the biggest turnaround seasons in the nation. Predicted to finish last in the SEC heading into his first year, Ole Miss exceeded expectations. Inheriting an NBA player certainly helps with that. The Rebels finished sixth. Uh, I editorialized there. That is not in the release. The Rebels finished sixth in the conference before punching their NCAA tournament ticket while Davis collected SEC Coach of the Year honors along the way. He joined Rod Barnes, blah, blah, blah. Davis' squad narrowly missed the NCAA tournament in 2021 and received an NIT bid. Despite being the final Power 5 team to start their season due to a COVID-19 outbreak within the program, stop. The Rebels went on to lead the SEC in scoring defense, win 10 of their final 13 games, and earn a number one seed in the NIT. Again, don't sell that. Nobody cares. Almost finished the season 3-0 against ranked teams, including two victories against top 10 squads, one of only four programs who are undefeated against ranked opponents throughout the year. This paragraph is where I have a huge issue. This paragraph right here. That winning streak against ranked teams extended into the past season. When the Rebels tied an overall program record with their fourth consecutive top 25 win after beating number 18 Memphis, Ole Miss had an additional top 25 victory over number 25 LSU in addition to narrow defeats in hard-fought battles at number 18 Tennessee, a game in which they lost by six in overtime, versus number four Auburn, a game in which they lost by nine at home, 
And at number six, Kentucky, a game in which they lost by 11 points. I editorialized there a little bit too, but you get my point. In total, the Rebels lost five games to net top 50 teams by 10 or fewer points. All right. Like I said at the beginning, there was very little they could say here that would have changed anybody's mind. Very little that they would say here that could have changed any single person's mind. In fact, probably nothing they could have said here. There's really not much they could have said here. I would have been more direct and more detailed about what the plan was and why this is unacceptable and why it's going to be different. I would have been more direct if I were writing this press release, but I understand why they did not. I certainly get it. I do. I really do. What I will never understand and, and what should never happen in major college athletics Regardless of injuries or whatever you're trying to spin and sell, what should never, ever, ever, ever happen is using losses as a selling point. That should never happen. I know it's just a statement. Some of you probably think that I'm overanalyzing. It is kind of my thing. An SEC program should never, ever use losses as a selling point. Even if some of them were close, the only thing that matters in major college athletics, the only thing that you guys donate your money to and dedicate your time and your money and your emotion and your energy into is wins. That is the only thing that matters at this level of sport. That's it. It, it just it reminds me of 2019 football. When Ole Miss got beat up by LSU, but damn it, did you see that quarterback run in the second half when they were getting blown out by a disinterested team a week after they played Alabama? Th that team stunk. They were losing games. They it was a bad football team, but hey, did you see that guy run? Oh boy, he ran wild in the second half against LSU. Wow, we should keep it going like this. Losses? being used as a selling point is something that shouldn't happen. That should have been omitted from this completely. And especially when it's an 11-point loss and a 9-point loss at home and net top 50 teams. I mean, give, come on. You can't do that. You can't, not at this level. Hey, we lost a bunch of games, but hey guys, some of them were close. Hey, we even, we even lost by double digits against Kentucky. And hey, Auburn, only beat us by nine at home. So, new heights. And yes, they actually use the phrase new heights in here. I'm not kidding. It's in the final paragraph. It, it's in the final paragraph. They they use the, the, the phrase new heights. I'm not going to read the rest of it because uh, it's all just, it, it's all similar stuff. Um, they, they talk about Devontae Shuler and Brian Tyree. Um, it's all fine. You know, they mentioned Terrace Davis, who did perform much better under Kermit. So that that worked. The rest of it's fine, other than the new heights thing. They should probably avoid using that term moving forward. Uh, just avoid it. But um, I think that's so small time. That's so small time. Uh I recognize that Ole Miss basketball is not a premier program in the SEC. 
But you want to be, right? Don't use losses as a selling point. That's that's small time. It's a scoreboard business. It's a wins and losses business, regardless of who got hurt. I, I think that's just small time. And they should have com- just taken that paragraph out of this thing. Just highlight, delete the entire freaking thing. Because using losses as a selling point is sad. And they shouldn't have done it. But it's just a statement, whatever. The podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website. If you're in the market for office technology anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi, regardless of where you are, if you are in this state and you are in the market for office technology, anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage and data security, IT projects, whatever the case may be, if it is technology, if it's in the office, ABSMS.com is the website. Get connected with them and... Tell them I sent you. Get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, what your budget is. They'll find a solution for you. The podcast is also brought to you by LBs. Just across from Kroger on University Avenue is the best place in this state to get your meat. Uh, even if you don't know what you want to cook with or or what you want to make, they'll help you out, man. They're not just going to sell you the product. They're going to tell you how to cook it. Uh, the, the best advice on top of the best place in this state to get it. They've also got great sides and daily lunch specials as well. When you go by and see Greg, tell them uh, that I sent you there. And uh, they are big-time supporters of uh, Ole Miss baseball. Big supporters of Ole Miss baseball. If you go to a game, you see LBs for sure. And uh, next time you're in town, stop by and see them. Let's talk baseball. There's two ways you can look at this game, right? On one hand, midweek losses do happen sometimes. You went on the road, a funky game. There's daiquiris being served, uh, like, to the right of right field, like down the first baseline, there's like a daiquiri tent out there. It's a weird environment. Uh, Sometimes you lose midweek games. It does happen. It does happen to good teams. Even it happens to good teams. You lose midweek games. Sometimes, sometimes in baseball, you don't hit the ball. Well, sometimes in baseball, you just play like crap. And and that does happen. But uh, there's, there's something here. That has always been here. I talked about it after the first weekend. I talked about it after the second weekend. I'm not necessarily concerned with the bats yet because, as you guys have heard me say by now many times, you know how good these guys are. They, they've done it. They, they These are a bunch of dudes that played in a Super Regional and mashed the baseball while they were there. Um I mean, hitting carried them through a regional. These are all, it's all the same guys. It's a very experienced offense. Them having a, a couple of bad games is not really all that concerning to me because I've seen it. You know, in, in baseball, sometimes that happens. And yes, they gave up five runs, which is less than ideal, especially considering, you know, who gave up the runs. These are guys that. You know, Washburn, you you brought him in to pitch on weekends, although one of his runs was earned, but he walked three guys. Um, McDaniel was a guy that was starting on weekends. He comes in and gives up a run himself. Uh, Riley Maddox is a guy that, you know, you use on weekends. But, you know, five runs in a midweek with this offense should win you games. I'm not particularly concerned there, but defensively. Defensively, this is something that I pointed out in the first week and the second week. And I had people tell me, oh, it's just the weather. They'll be fine. 
was great weather in Hammond last night. And they committed three errors. Wasn't why they lost, but it contributed to it. That that's what I'm concerned about. At least it's coming from people that you know can be better, but they haven't really yet been like that this year. I, I'm I'm quite concerned about that. Uh, I, I think that the offense will be okay. I think Jack Doherty's going to be better in that weekend role moving forward, or, or they've still got options there. I think starting pitching, while not elite, is is going to be better than what we've seen so far. At least that's what I expect. I could be wrong. But you're going to play a lot of close games coming up. You've got Tennessee. I mean, Auburn's not particularly good. They just lost a series to Middle Tennessee. But you've got Tennessee coming to town in two weeks. You're going to play some close baseball games. You can't do this. You can't give free bases, free outs, and free runs like they have. Got to get better there. And, and it's got to happen now because tomorrow SEC play begins. Tomorrow. And even Auburn is a hell of a lot better than what you saw last night and last weekend on Sunday when you couldn't hit either. So um, they get the number one ranking, which is cool. It, it, it's really it's always cool to, to see a number one next to your team's name. But they're not playing like it right now. And uh, they need to get right quick because now things get real. And at least they get Auburn to start SEC play as opposed to somebody like LSU or, you know, somebody like that. So it's a midweek game. You lose them sometimes. They have a chance to get right this weekend, but they need to play better than they have lately, a hell of a lot better. Or else uh, they'll drop this series too. I don't expect them to. In fact, I think they're going to go there and win two games, and, and everybody's going to feel really good about this team going into the Tennessee series, which should be an awesome environment, great crowds, awesome series, too. I mean, Tennessee can really hit the baseball. That's going to be a lot of fun. I think they're going to come into that series with some momentum after winning two this weekend, is what I expect. Uh, I do think they'll they'll play better than they have the last couple of games. We'll see if I'm right. So, Thank you guys for tuning in. I always appreciate you. Don't forget to subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. And I'll talk to you again after the game tomorrow on Friday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.